3: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michaels Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels
1: welcome back glad to have you bill michaels show on the air toy drive live today as we encourage you to go to 1250 am the make a donation for uh, children's wisconsin the toy drive virtual today ending tomorrow afternoon tomorrow evening so please this is our last push please help us help the kids this portion of the program being brought to you by good friends over there at bud light seltzer unquestionably good naturally carbonated gluten-free and includes no artificial flavors they've got to BudLight.com is the website for all the information right there first and foremost for you joining us now uh former milwaukee brewers bullpen catcher and coach uh, marcus handle joining us on the schneider orange hotline marcus how you been
4: hey bill how you doing i'm doing very well thank you
1: Glad to hear it. Man, I tell you what, when I uh, read the list, I was I was sad, man, after uh, God knows. How long were you with the Brewers? How many years? 21 years. Wow. 21 years and uh, not going to be out there in the bullpen. How weird is that right now?
4: Um, as of right now, it's uh, it feels a little bit like the offseason. I think, uh, you know, in that spring training uh, time comes around, uh, the feeling's probably a little awkward, a little different, but uh, right now um, – yeah, it's 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 a different feeling, but it feels good.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you. So, is this just was it just time? Uh yeah, it's just it's you know it's a pretty demanding uh, position, you know, physically.
4: Um, you know the eyes aren't quite what they are, and you know you got these guys throwing, uh pretty firm down there. So, um, and it's also time for me just to to be home. You know, you know when you're doing what we've done in baseball. You know, I've I've been doing it since I'm seventeen thirty been 32 years in pro ball um you know i missed a lot of stuff too i mean i, I loved everything that the brewers have given me in through baseball minor leagues and um but now not not now to be able to see my boys play baseball in person and not watching it through a game changer app um mm. being able to impact uh my family and then other kids uh now um i'm excited about that so it's it's a good time to be
1: doing that how weird of a season was it for you guys, for the Brewers, living with COVID and the protocols and uh, no fans and such? Because, I mean, you don't have to worry about being spit on or yelled at or heckled or anything on the bullpen. No, it
4: was, it was definitely, you know, atmosphere-wise. It was very – I mean, they did a good job of trying to make some noise in there, but, you know, it was – it's definitely not the same. And Drill and Rush is – um, a lot different when there's no fans in there. I know you're competing and no one trying to do those things, but um, yeah, it was difficult. I think the pitchers definitely had an advantage in that. You know, um, you know, I think there was and they can go out there and perform and um, just not without pressures of I don't know. I
1: just I thought it was different. I thought that pitchers had an advantage in it. You know, um, I was going to say what because it was a, it was a down year offensively speaking, and and was that part of the reason? Do you think? I, I
4: do think, you know, I think the, like, and I also, I know, like, some of the uh, positional players, you know, like, I think what happens too like for positional players, you start off and have a bad two, three weeks, you think you only have so much time to make it up. So then you press and you try to do some things. And um, I think that kind of happened with a couple of guys, you know, I think you're trying to make it up really fast. And when it doesn't happen, man, it looks we're just kind of just spirals and then like I said just then you don't have the fans to that you feed off of to kind of like build you up and get you through some of these times. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think on those ends it made it a little difficult.
1: So, uh, you know, going through all of this and uh, you know, obviously uh the Brewers this season didn't end the way they wanted it to end, but you had mentioned, you know, guys Christian Yelich obviously having a down offensive year, Braun a down offensive year, some of these other um, you know, offensive prowesses, uh, but you also had some injuries. Guys didn't perform. You had some guys to change around. You did have some bright spots, though, and you talk about some of the pitching, man. Uh, Devin Williams, man, he was out of his mind, right? Yeah, that was incredible. Um, that's something, you know, you know, three, two, three
4: years ago when we had Hader go through that uh, unbelievable run and we wasn't even touching any bats and guys were swinging and missing and uh, knowing what was coming. And then to have the same thing happen with uh, Devin, like with that change up and then his added velocity. It was just an unbelievable year for that young man. Um, he came in, um, and I think that was the one thing, too. I think maybe going into the season with the COVID, I think it was the pitcher's, I don't know if this is an excuse or not, but I think the pitchers stayed on it a little better through those months that there was no baseball because they knew if they had to come in and throw right away, they had to be in shape. And I think there was maybe a little more lax in that, like, oh, when we get back, the hitter's like, oh, I'll just get my timing and stuff like that. So I don't know if that ran into a little bit why the numbers were down offensively, but for Devin Williams to do what he did um, was remarkable. He's got a pitch that no one in baseball has. That changeup is – the best change-up I've ever caught. I mean, and I've, I've caught some great ones. Um, even, you know, compared to Trevor Hoffman, this is a pitch that, it's his, it's his own pitch. I don't even know if you should call it a change-up. It's something else.
1: Well, that was going to be my next question. So, you, you know, you've caught a lot of guys out in that bullpen. Some of the guys have turned out to be really, really good. Some haven't. But when you start to look at different pitches and the ways guys, way guys work and all that kind of stuff, talk about some of the memories out there with the guys that you've worked with and some of the guys that have impressed you the most or maybe put the, the biggest impressing, impression on you.
4: Well, I mean, well, I, you know, easily, it's very easy like to see. Um, I think the biggest impression, like obviously I, I mentioned Trevor Hoffman once already, um, but to see this uh, Hall of Famer when he came to us, um, the way he worked and he instilled um, a pattern of how we're going to go out, and uh, this is the time we're going to go work out and throw and play catch, and this is how we're going to do things. This is, and it just carried on, and it still carried on, and we're doing some of the same things that he brought, you know, 12 years ago when he came to the club. Um, so, those are one of the things, just how he prepared in the game. Um, that, 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 that was remarkable. You know, you got some starting pitchers like Zach Grinke, um, just the way he um, was so dialed in and how he was going to uh, attack these hitters. Um, then he challenging the other pitchers kind of like to step up with Giovanni Gallardo and him taking the reins for a while. Um, I mean, and then, you know, even the young guys now, like I said, you know, like, and, then, and it's been great to see like how Corey Knable. Um, just kind of um, took those leadership qualities that were instilled, and like just like I said, Trevor Hoffman passed on like a tradition. This is how we're going to carry things on, and then I even went to Axford, and Axford did some things. And then when you know he was there, this, it, Frankie Rodriguez and these guys who have been around kind of just kind of installed this. This is how we do things. And I think if you look at the track record of the Brewers bullpen, um, over the course of the last like 15 years, it's been one of the best bullpens in all of baseball, and I think that has to do with those guys who've taken a leadership role and just kind of continued to pass it on, pass it on. This is how we do things. And there's kind of like a, Hey, this is the, this is our club and this is what we're going to be known for. So, um, yeah, I wish I, I mean, I can go on and on. There's so many guys, so many names I'm so thankful for. I mean, even the, the freak, uh, Turnbo, um, guys, lesser known Matt lies with his change up, you know, we all know about the right. hater. Um, those kind of guys who just come, but man, uh, those are, and it's not just being able to catch those guys, the relationships and the friendships that you've been made. Um, those definitely are going to be missed.
1: i uh, talking with Marcus Hannell, the former Milwaukee Brewers bullpen catcher and coach down there over 20 years. Um, so you've been through some of the highs and the lows. Talk about some of the memories uh, that you have. I mean, obviously getting into the NLCS uh, maybe the closing of County Stadium. I mean, we can go back. There's so many different things that have gone on. I mean, you've been there doing this as long as I've been here doing this. So uh, there's a lot of memories that have come and gone.
4: Oh, man, you know, just to, to look back, you know, and to to be a part of something you grew up as a childhood, you know. To, um, I remember as a, a kid going in the bleachers at uh, the old County Stadium and, you know, even watching my favorite brewers back in 82 going, you know, I remember it was in fifth grade. You know, the Robin Yount the Cecil Coopers, you know, and Gorman Thomas and Jim Gantner. And then, you know, the closing of this. Um, I'm part of the closing of County Stadium and moving into a brand new ballpark in Miller Park. But those names I mentioned, you know, as a childhood and all of a sudden now I'm becoming friends with those guys, you know, throughout the years. So what memories in that with Bob Uecker on flights playing uh, Liar's Dice, you know, Dale Swaim and stuff like that. You know, what a dream that is. Um, and just having a, just these relationships that, so on the field, you know, losing a uh, hundred and some games, right. is just demoralizing and, and, and hard to, to cope with, to be a part of that. But then to see the change came and Ned Yost and Doug Melvin and, and seeing how the culture changed, um, within the city, within the, the organization and with Mark, uh, Anaisio coming and, uh, man, it just, you could just see a different uh, um, way we're going to do things, and it was it was exciting, and to be a part of uh, the 08, that was you know something that hadn't been done in 26 years. Um, that for that playoff uh, to make the playoffs, you know, getting CC Sabathia, um, Ryan Braun's home run off Bob Howry, um, going into our bullpen, you know, that last game of the mm-hmm. year, um, the, like kids just running around, uh, just uh, jumping around with joy. Yeah. The, Great memories there. Uh, I mean, Christian Yelich, two um, hitting for the cycle twice in a year. You, know, right. you had mentioned NLCS one game away, and we, we still talk about that game. If if Chris Taylor doesn't make that uh, uh, diving catch in left field, um, I think it was like the sixth inning or whatnot mm-hmm. um, in Game Seven. I mean, we might were taking the lead there, and you never you don't know what happens the rest of the game. Um, but he makes that catch. We're still down, and then they scored a couple add-ons, and it just we couldn't rebound for that. But you know, th- just the, like I said, the big memories. I know those are game memories, but just the uh, the interaction with fans. Um, uh, that was always a blast with the kids, um, just fans in general. Um, Brewer fans um, were always g- gracious. Um, always great to be around, and, and for a small market team, the way they supported us—that was—it's was always sweet.
1: Hey, Marcus, real quick before I let you go, you got your coos for kids uh, for those that want to follow. It's coos k o o s for kids on Twitter. But just talk a little bit about the the charity that you guys do.
4: Yeah, so we just, I've uh, been very fortunate, you know, people even in this time been donating and stuff like that. So we've been able to, you know, even right now, like you guys are doing with the toy drive, we've been able to, uh, go Christmas shopping for a lot of families in need personally and, um, being able to, uh, do those kind of things and, uh, so we just uh, did some Christmas shopping we were able to do help out these families in need um, we still hopefully when this all turns around get to be able to do our challenger league and bowling leagues and all these kind of things but we're kind of like a smaller make a wish for some of these kids as well um, doing those uh, those things for kids um, but yeah we're going to hopefully uh, tie in to uh, have a I uh, gathered some uh, memorabilia too before I was able to leave that the guys have graciously signed so we're hoping to do a a live auction um, online or some kind of auction online that uh, people will be able to get some items that probably weren't able to get, you know, this past season. So, yeah, we're still out there doing some things, had some projects that uh, we're working on, and uh, we're just trying to make a, a positive impact in the lives of these kids.
1: They can find you at Coos for kids koos for kids on Twitter. That's koos for kids on Twitter. Marcus, great stuff. And now maybe we bump into each other a few places and uh, we we'll be able to head out sometime, okay?
4: That would be awesome. You know, I'm, uh, I've dabbed in. i just got my real estate license now, so uh, anyone out there uh, <laughs> wants to uh, 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 sell or list a home, uh, I'm your man.
1: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Get a hold of Marcus. Uh, there you go. Marcus, always a pleasure, pal. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, thank you. All right. Have a great Christmas. Mm-hmm. You too, buddy. There you go. Marcus Handel, the former Brewers uh, bullpen catcher, coach, now a real estate agent. He's got coos for kids, got a lot going on. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline, Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844 prior to go to schneiderjobs.com. Hey, uh, I got a couple of great uh, winter getaway ideas for you. Think about this, okay? Getting away from the noise and the COVID and all the numbers and all the stuff that just drags you down. Pine Mountain Resort that's in majestic Iron Mountain, Michigan, totally remote setting, social distancing built right in. Pine Mountain consistently rated the number one ski resort in Michigan and in Wisconsin. And right now, when you book your ski weekend before Christmas, you're going to get a couple of lift tickets absolutely free. That's a $110 value. Go to pinemountainresort.com. That is pinemountainresort.com. Or the iconic Four Seasons Island Resort, 78 miles just north of Green Bay. Uh, in Pembine, Wisconsin, uh, and they invented social distancing up there. It's on an island, for God's sakes. Enjoy over 400 miles of snowmobile trails, cross-country skiing, fishing, ice fishing, all in a remote setting, indoor pools, indoor hot tubs. They've got indoor bars, restaurants, five-star dining, all that kind of good stuff. And when you book your weekend right now before Christmas, you get a free night stay in the spring. That is a $189 value. So two great offers. Go to the 4 WI.com. That's the4seasonswi.com. Seasons WI.com. 2 great winter getaways where you can interact as much or as little as you feel comfortable with, and two great offers to go along with it. So check both of them out. Coming up next, you're going to hear from David Bakhtiari, the big left tackle for your Green Bay Packers, next on the Bill Michaels Show.
0: 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
5: You're listening to Toy Drive Live as we broadcast for 24 straight hours and make one final push for the 14th Annual Fan Toy Drive for Children's Wisconsin, presented by Annex Wealth Management. Go to 1250amthefan.com now and click on the Toy Drive link to donate money or toys from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Back to the Bill Michaels Show.
1: Welcome back. Glad to have you. This portion of the program being brought to you by our friends at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Sean and the gang at EpoxyFlooringDoneRight.com. EpoxyFlooringDoneRight.com. Check them out. Epoxy Flooring Polyurea Coatings for residential, garages, basements, things like that. Maybe a business owner for a showroom or industrial even. And they do some painting as well. Check out Sean and the gang. EpoxyFlooringDoneRight.com. That is Epoxy Flooring, com. David Bakhtiari, he was on the big show yesterday, uh, based out of uh, Milwaukee on 1250 AM. The fan says uh, Ben Roethlisberger does not deserve the MVP just because they're undefeated. Do you believe that the MVP should come from
2: said undefeated team on a given year?
1: No. Why?
2: It's most valuable player, not most valuable team. Where where would that team be without that player? So I think as much as it is that you can look at the team stats, it only paints part part of the picture. You have to look at the individual stats and then factor in, you know, in crucial times of whatever's happened throughout the year. I think it's the the MVP needs to come in where quantity statistically meets quality. So the quantity of their performance meets the quality of their performance. So I don't don't think a a team that's just very successful – automatically gets because it's the most important job you should give it to Ben
1: Roxberger. So uh, some interesting thoughts there coming from David Bakhtiari, uh, but more so about the game the other night. A lot of people said, well, hey, look, you know, well, Keem Hicks wasn't there. You know, uh, you know, he's the main guy defensively. Well, Khalil Mack was there and everybody else was there. Roquan Smith was there. And Bakhtiari said, hey, look, uh, we created holes for the run game on Sunday night. Akeem Hicks. I can't
2: say enough good things about the guy. The guy's a phenomenal player. Tone setter, really good presence uh, for their team. So uh, him not being there definitely adds to our success up the middle or the interior. Uh, but also it was just kind of the flow of the game. It was the play calls that were working. Um, it was what, uh, you know, you talk about hot hands or running backs. I think also blocking-wise we were blocking those plays up really well.
1: He also talks about, just in general, the offensive line, how well they've been playing and their versatility.
2: Yeah. uh, It really just – we've just done a really good job, uh, all five of us. We've had multiple people go down. I mean, you talk about Billy Turner sliding over to my position when I was dealing with my injury. Um, I mean, when Billy came in, one of his biggest qualities, one of his best qualities was his versatility, Um, and that that showed Mm – tenfold this year. Um, Elton has played all across the line in college and he, they really didn't know what he was going to play in the pros and he's selling that guard, but he can show that you know we need him for center. He can definitely play center in emergency tackle situations. He can get us, you know, when we're in a pinch in a game, he can get us out of a game successfully and that that's huge. And and, and that's as much the player as it is also the coach. You can't can't give enough credit to uh, Adam Senevich and uh, Luke Buckus, our offensive line coach, assistant offensive line coach, getting us not only physically prepared for all these games and this season, but also mentally.
1: He also talks about Lucas Patrick. Speaking of getting ready, I mean, he Lucas Patrick has played extremely well, and he he could be a bona fide starter anywhere. Lucas has been a, a, an, an awesome part. He's a great guy to have in the locker room. Great guy to have in the offensive line. Um, he kind
2: of ascended himself up to a starting guard spot, and through injuries, he's solidified himself as a starting guard on this team this year, and. He's a, he's a bruiser. He's going to make you pay if he's in front of you. And the one thing I can always count on Lucas is he's going to give you 100% effort. He's going to play through the whistle. And uh, mm-hmm. he cares about each and every person out there on the football field before himself. And I think that shows in his play and that you can't say enough good things about him.
1: Then he got into the discussion about the offensive line and the stress on the offensive line and the fact that they played so incredibly well this year. And he says, hey, look, uh, the old offense – Put a lot of stress on us.
2: The issue with where we were back then as compared to now is yeah, the type of offense we had to run was very specific. And it was trial kind of by fire because it was a lot of stress put on. And particularly, I was talking about the offensive line. Right. right it yeah. was a lot of stress was put on the players. So there were guys, I mean, like you guys want, like Marshall Newhouse isn't a a household favorite in the state of Wisconsin. Nope. The guy's in his 11th year in the NFL and still playing. Right. So regardless of what an average Packer fan thinks of Marshall Newhouse as a player, the guy's a good football player because he's in his 11th year, and there's not too many people can even say that. So it that kind of speaks to how much stress was put on the positions up front to do what they had to do to let the MP, MVP – do what he wanted to do on the perimeter with all those weapons outside.
1: Then he talks about Matt Lafleur. In comparison, the offense Matt Lafleur calls is less on the individual and more on everybody working together as a team.
2: Now with this offense, there's a lot more smoke and mirrors. It, it, it honestly, for a guy who's played in both of them, it takes some stress off you because you just it, it, you can, you can get saved, I guess, by the. The system in the scheme, because everyone's accountable for doing their part in kind of holding up their uh, their 111 is what our kind of our motto is on the offense. So I, that to me is like the, the biggest difference.
1: So when you talk about the biggest difference between the two, he also goes a step further to say, "Look, what Brian Bulaga did, what I was doing." There's only a few guys that could probably really accomplish that under the Mike McCarthy, you know, offense.
2: I can honestly say at that point in time, you go back about five years ago, uh, the tackle position specifically, there is a little handful of players, I think, that were starting tackles in the NFL that could even survive in what was required, not even asked, just required of
1: Brian and I. And then uh, the uh, McCarthy's offense, he said, look, Big risk, big reward offense. Enjoyed playing in it, but uh, that that was what it came down to. You know, there were times that I had experienced in the first
2: quarter we had thrown the ball as many times as most teams would, go, would do in an entire football game. You know, I, I'd, I'd gone through an NFL game having 74-plus pass attempts. That's 74 opportunities for America to hate me. <laughs> and- <laughs> And and, and across the line, you know, I I was talking to guys across the league. I I had played guys. I remember Dwight Freeney tore his quad, and he went on IR. He tore his quad before our game, but played in our game and then went on IR after. And I remember I asked him why when I saw him later on down the road, and his reason was there's not too many opportunities you get to go one-on-one against a tackle for 50-plus pass attempts to get a sack against a guy who will hold the ball long uh, longer than any quarterback in the league. That was our offense back then. But I'm right. saying then that that quarterback was and is arguably the best player in the NFL, and he makes you pay because we were lighting people up. And it was big risk, big reward back then. Now it's mm-hmm. we're adding everyone in, you know, and you're seeing it in the run game. and Now actually people believe our – run action sells, whereas I can say back then it's not like people really didn't believe us when we did a play action, and I didn't even really, like, (laughs) fully commit because I was scared to get beat because the guy wasn't even going to – it was kind of like I'll pass rush every rep but then just react to the run, Mm
1: -hmm. whereas
2: now it's flipped. Guys have to play the run and then react to the pass.
1: Then he discusses the addition of Tavon Austin.
2: I mean, I, I love it. A fellow 2013 draft pick. I remember him at the rookie symposium. I'm sure he probably has no idea, even probably still probably a very slim idea of who I am. That's just the life of an offensive lineman, um, and also being a fourth rounder as compared to a. top- He can look
0: up hit.
4: celebrity yeah. work, and he'll know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh
2: you know, no, I mean
4: he's he's a he's a speedster,
2: and obviously they're they're bringing him in for a reason to help us out and. Mm-hmm. I'm all for the help because, absolutely. I mean, if, if we're going to be talking about Celebrity Worth, I already got the money. I just want the rings now.
1: There you go. That's it. Simple as that. When we come back, I want to get back into the discussion. Aaron Rodgers and uh, then the others that are in the contention for the front runners for MVP at this point. So I want to talk about that. Upon our return, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Van Horn Automotive. Don't forget they have the cyber sale going on right now through the end of the week. Go to vanhornauto.com. That's vanhornauto.com and see for yourself everything that Van Horn Automotive has to offer. New, used service, service specials. They can finance your service, many different things. And everybody there is an owner. Everybody that works there is an owner. So check it out. Everybody's got a vested interest in your satisfaction. Go to vanhornauto.com. That is Van Horn Auto. Com. Is Aaron Rodgers currently the frontrunner for the MVP, yay or nay? Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michaels Show is next.
0: Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
5: You're listening to Toy Drive Live as we broadcast for 24 straight hours and make one final push for the 14th Annual Fan Toy Drive for Children's Wisconsin, presented by Annex Wealth Management. Go to 1250amthefan.com now and click on the Toy Drive link to donate money or toys from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Back to the Bill Michaels Show.
1: When it comes to records, I love love them and milestones like, I do take pride in them. I think they're more things you look back on when you're done playing. Um, I don't think I'm done uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Even though some people may have thought so in the off season, I uh, I am. There's another milestone coming up that it, that's exciting. Uh, when it comes to milestones, though, like I think the trifecta that we hit in the game was pretty sweet. With Big Dog getting his 400 catch, mm-hmm. on a touchdown, of his 500 catch on a touchdown, and uh, my 50,000 yards on a touchdown, the to Tunyon. Those are the words of Aaron Rodgers. Welcome back. It is the uh, the Toy Drive Live, if you will, and thanks to our, our terrific sponsors, Wisconsin Indoor Golf Center, Hupie and Abraham, Skipper Buds, the gang out there in Pewaukee that I go to all the time. They're just terrific people. Also, Brothers Consolidated Heating and Cooling, and uh, so many good sponsors helping us help the kids so please if you can help us help the kids the best way to do it go to 1250amthefan.com and click on the toy drive link that's 1250amthefan.com and go to the toy drive link those are the words of Aaron Rodgers is Aaron talks about um, you know not only you know enjoying some of the milestones but you know that he is nowhere near washed up he is nowhere near done uh, even though some people thought he might be in the offseason uh, he's not and um you know again it's not an intangible that you can put a statistic on but you know that you know that Aaron Rodgers is playing with that that chip on his shoulder a little bit anyway right i mean you know is he or should he be considered the front runner for the mvp right now 8558308648 again 8558308648 Give us a shout. Um, This is from Sean. Uh, Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. Lastly, Mahomes. Jeremy says Aaron's got to be the man. Uh, Gary says you have to look at Big Ben Roethlisberger, not not because of the record, but look at what they did without him. But, see, I I said the same thing. Roethlisberger statistically never is going to be – he just isn't that guy that's usually in the top five, top two or three, you know, whatever. Uh, but without him last year, that team faltered. With him this year, obviously, they're undefeated. Now, you can say, well, you can't just go by the record. But then again, we talk about that being the same thing when you look at the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. Not a good football team. Without Mahomes. Kansas City, nowhere near as good, but they do have some weapons. But Russell Wilson, I think, makes that train go, without a doubt, in Seattle. But it, it, it... it's. I think the two that mean the most to their teams out of the three that we gave you, would be Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, only for the fact that the talent around them is not the same levels what Patrick Mahomes is working with. So I mean, but you can make an argument for any. Uh, Rodgers take everything into considerations: touchdowns, interceptions, who are there, throwing to, etc. It's Rodgers uh, went to win. Um. Steve says, just count the Super Bowls, not the individual BS. These are team sports. Yeah, but you gotta have an MVP somewhere, Steve, okay? You can say that, but in a in a perfect world, yes, I get it. But that's not the question. And I get what you're saying, but it's moot. Um, Ryan says Green Bay and Seattle are three win teams without Aaron Rodgers and Wilson. So if you're going by that, split it between the two. Um Got some more here. This is from Jason. Jason says, uh, Russell, then Mahomes, Big Ben, then Rodgers, and you take Seattle, Kansas City, and Pittsburgh right now on a neutral field, uh, would you bet half your salary and then take the Packers to beat any of those teams in a quarterback-driven league? The best teams uh, have the MVP as well, uh, and the Packers will be underdogs against any one of them. Now, if you – know but, again, you're talking about is uh, – okay – if Aaron Rodgers were to face a team without Mahomes and without Roethlisberger, I mean, remember he faced Kansas City without Mahomes last year, and they beat him in Kansas City. You know, so I that, it, the 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 argument is moot. It, it it's 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 wrong. Uh, Corey said, if it's not Patrick Mahomes, then it has to be Derrick Henry. Tennessee isn't a playoff team, and Tannehill is a backup without him. Um, All I want to know is, why do you make the distinction for Mahomes? Not saying you're wrong. I just want to know why. There's some strong feelings about Patrick Mahomes, and I want to know why. Because statistically, Rodgers and Wilson are right there. And Rodgers and Wilson... They don't have Tariq Hill and Sammy Watkins, and they certainly don't have Travis Kelsey. Okay? Three really good weapons. Not to mention Eric Fisher. First over or first round pick. Was he back in 13 or 14, something like that, their left tackle? He's solid. You can look at Daniel Kilgore, who they picked up. Mike Remmers, the right tackle. I mean, they got a pretty solid offensive line, but... Tell me why, hands down, head and shoulders above the rest, it's Patrick Mahomes. That That's all I'm asking. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying tell me why. Because some people are saying emphatically. And I'm saying, well, wait a minute. Is it that emphatic? Are you going by statistics or just feel or what? 855-830-8648. Hey, all kinds of ways to keep cozy and warm this winter. You could throw on a sweater build a fire in the fireplace, bring out some blankets, put on a Snuggie, or, you know, maybe pour yourself a a beverage. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not during work hours, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, And you could keep bumping up that thermostat. Or you could just simply call our friends at Pillow Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Yes, they install year-round, and with every leaky window and door that you replace, you're going to be able to start saving on those energy bills in winter and in summer. Better still, with the latest Pella Now and Pay Later offer, you can get no money down, no payments, no interest, 12 months. Plus, save an extra 500 bucks off qualifying offers. That's going to put some jingle back in that pocket. But it's only through the end of December. So set up your free, free consultation right now. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. You can check out the Experience Centers in Green Bay, also in Brookfield, just west of Milwaukee, and out in Madison as well. Check them out. Uh, We'll come back with more of uh, your thoughts. Also, he said, what? Jerry Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is at it again. We'll uh, hear from him. Coming up next on the Bill Michaels Show.
0: Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. and Gold Update. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's
5: Mike Clemens. The Packers and the Eagles return to the practice field for Sunday's match here at Lambeau Field. Green Bay making it official. They have signed former Rams and Cowboys receiver and returner Tavon Austin. Aaron Rodgers asked for his reaction on the McAfee show. The
1: best thing you can do for any player is, give him a role that he can embrace. If we can find a role for Tavon, whether it's returning or doing some fly motion stuff, finding ways to get him the ball in space, I think it'd, it'd, be a, it'd be a great thing.
5: To make room for Austin, the team released second-year man Darius Shepard, who had been returning kicks. The Eagles have lost their last three games. The last time they were 3-7-1 and was Andy Reid's last year as head coach in Philly, eight years ago. Eagles head coach Doug Peterson asked why Philly's offense has been so unproductive.
2: You know, offensively, we've we've battled with uh, a lot of injury, uh, a lot of a lot of different moving parts up front with the offensive line guys in and out. You know, it's just we haven't had the consistency and the continuity that you would like week in and week out.
5: That's Eagles head coach Doug Peterson in Green Bay on Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels show. You're listening to Toy Drive Live as we broadcast for 24 straight hours and make one final push for the 14th Annual Fan Toy Drive for Children's Wisconsin, presented by Annex Wealth Management. Go to 1250amthefan.com now and click on the Toy Drive link to donate money or toys from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Back to the Bill Michaels Show.
1: Welcome back. Glad to have you. So, Jerry Jones does his weekly interview on 105.3 FM, The Fan. And he talks about Ben DiNucci. If you don't know who he is, he was their seventh-round draft choice this past year. He's the backup to the backup backup quarterback. And he had a start this year, and not very good. And as the rookie quarterback, he hasn't had, you know, really suited up since then. Um... In an interview yesterday morning, Jerry used the comparison, as they say, to crutch the point regarding the integrity of the game and his belief that competitive disadvantages still exist in a season ravaged by COVID-19. He said, quote, I don't know that Denver had any more of a challenge than we had with DeNucci or with the young quarterbacks that we have. And by the way... Two or three of those Bronco quarterbacks are going to be back from COVID. What? So Jerry basically throws his own quarterback under the bus, basically saying not having any quarterbacks is the same as having a quarterback, at least a bad one, or our seventh-round draft choice. It's kind of a bold comparison, if not downright inaccurate. One of the takes, uh, one takes a swipe in both directions, as the article says, seeing as the Broncos wish they had a quarterback of any sort to take on the Saints, while Danucci would rather not be compared to a practice squad wide receiver. (laughs) Oh, boy. Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. Yeah, Mike McCarthy's first year, not going to plan. An offseason shortened by the pandemic. Rash of injuries to key players. But Jerry Jones likened uh, this to Jimmy Johnson's miserable first year with the Cowboys. Yeah, I sure can remember uh, a time when the coach was handicapped like McCarthy. Uh, Jimmy, he told uh, 105.3 FM, the fan, on Tuesday, uh, just before they get ready to face the Baltimore Ravens. I sure can. Jimmy had a lot of handicaps when we first came in here. By the way, we won – the one football game, two, and uh, he was accused by one of the other coaches of uh, making it look like we were a high school program. And then after that, they went on and, and won a championship, and then Barry Switzler uh, simply just stayed the course in 95. Yeah, I can remember those kinds of challenges, there, uh, Jerry says. Coach Landry was challenged the year before. When he only won three games. So sure, I can recollect real challenges that we've experienced. And by the way, those guys' credit, they took that adversity. They made adjustments. They didn't give up on the team, the spirit, the heart of the team. They were able to take parts uh, of those teams in time, and, and Jimmy's case, and make something out of them. So there you go. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jerry. Jerry, 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 Jerry. Jerry just it compares his backup quarterback to a – A practice squad wide receiver who gets called on to start. Jerry just, doesn't Jerry just knock your socks off, you know? He just cracks you up. Hey, um, something that will knock your socks off, the cold weather, the holidays, we all know are here. Schultz Family Beef, they've got everything you need. Their family farm is in Humbert, Wisconsin, providing high-quality pasture-raised beef for all of us Midwesterners for three generations now. COVID cases on the rise. Nobody wants to go to the grocery store. This is a great way to do it. You can order right online. They'll pack it in dry ice, put it on your doorstep in just a couple of days. You can choose from a huge variety of steaks and chops and burgers and hot dogs and brats and roasts. You can get a curated gift box or you can create your own custom order. They've got great meats right now for stews and chilies and soups, all the cold weather stuff. You can check out their Facebook page for some great recipes as well. And they've got the tomahawk ribeyes if you're going to do a small gathering. Or if you want to do Instapot dinners, they now have those as well, recipes and such, on their website. Everything right there on the website. Go to Scholze, S-C-H-O-L-Z-E, ScholzeFamilyBeef.com. That is Scholze, S-C-H-O-L-Z-E, SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. Dot com and uh, and see for yourself all that they have to offer. Uh, I just wanted to make a mention of this, but uh, I, we're continuing to, to kind of jump on this today. It is the Toy Drive Day today. It's Toy Drive Live. Please help us uh, help us, help the kids. 1250amthefan.com. That's 1250amthefan.com. And thanks to Bayview Shade and Blind, uh, Wisconsin Indoor Golf, Jim Dandies, um, Great Midwest Bank, the official bank of the Toy Drive, so many good people. But we cannot do this without you. Please, 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 1250amthefan.com and click on the toy drive link. Again, 1250amthefan.com and click on the toy drive link. All the information is right there. When we come back, Zach Heilprin, sports director for 96.7 FM, 1670 AM, The Zone out in Madison. Also going to hear from Matt LaFleur coming up. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michaels Show is next.